0: Scoreline when he looked at it, like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes, and we couldn't stop them. You know. Okay, so it was a hammering, but there's there's different levels of hammerings here.
1: OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app.
0: All right, we're almost there. It is Limerick against Kilkenny in the 2022 All Ireland Hurling Final. Sunday afternoon, 3:30 at Crow Park. Limerick bidding for three in a row and a fourth in the last five years Kilkenny and Brian Cody looking for their for first All-Ireland since 2015 Delighted to be joined on the line by two men who know all about winning All-Ireland titles two-time winner Jamesy O'Connor and eight-time All-Ireland champion Eddie Brennan You never want to be compared with the Kilkenny lads James, you know, no matter how successful you've been
1: Yeah, it... Um... Eight, and I'm sure JJ on, on Sky as, as, as nine one more than Eddie so, oh, you put him um, back in his
0: box straight away there
1: Eddie put him back in his box straight away exactly exactly but uh, yeah I mean sure look at I mean the greatest team that I've ever seen um, Nathan without, without question although if Limerick uh, if Limerick do it on Sunday they suddenly enter that conversation so
0: yeah will it sure is, that, that, is that what's at stake here Jamesy for Limerick that that conversation that it was an automatic that that killed Kenny side with the greatest of all time if Limerick can do three in a row can do four and five years are we suddenly having that debate next week?
1: I think we are. I, mean, so I, I don't think that's a conversation in the Limerick dressing room. I think they're very much in the here and now, and it's about Sunday's game and a three-in-a-row that won't have been, I'd say, mentioned um, in the Limerick dressing room by John Kiely. But somewhere in the back of their minds, um, you know, I think this bunch of Limerick players haven't beaten Kilkenny in a big game in Croke Park, and you know, if you want to go down in, in in history and you want to be remembered, that's that's a box that certainly has to be ticked, and that's not Limerick's fault. I mean. Know, they could easily have met in in, in last year's final or the twenty twenty final, um, but I don't think twenty nineteen would have been forgotten about. Um, you know, I think that in one sense the fact that it's Kilkenny and not Clare probably concentrates the Limerick minds more in terms of the challenge and the formidable challenge that awaits them um, at the weekend. But certainly, you know, if you if you step outside of you know what the Limerick mindset is going to be, I, I think that look at to do four in five years in the modern era where it's so hard just to put even titles back to back. Um, would be phenomenal and with the age profit of this team um, most of those players you know don't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon you know they'll probably feel that listen they're as well placed as anybody you know, to to add to, that, to add to that tally and well let, let's judge them then in four, four, four or five years time Nathan
0: I did want to talk to you both about your own All-Ireland Final memories and your own performances and and the importance of your performance to the enjoyment of the success because I was listening to a fascinating piece with uh, Dahi Regan as they generally are with Dahi where he was talking to his son Jack uh, the rugby player with Ospreys was a piece we did here on Off the Ball and Jack asked him about that question that's often asked of how important that connection is from you playing well, does it does it change your appreciation of the success if you played well or haven't? And Dahi was pointing out in 94, he was taken off as a sub and he was sitting in the dressing room like, what should be this euphoric moment, you're an All-Ireland champion and feeling a little bit sorry for himself. And Joachim Kelly walked over and said, listen, in 20 years' time, the poster will be up in the wall in the pubs in Offaly and they'll see Dahi Regan's name and all anyone will know is what you gave to the county. They won't be thinking about one performance and 150 minutes. Like You gave as much as anybody to Offaly winning that All-Ireland and he needed that but he was still in that moment in the dressing room which should have been just pure joy of thinking Jesus I didn't have my best day and he came out uh, in the All-Ireland then uh, which they lost and actually was outstanding and was able to actually take something from that for you Eddie when you look back on all the success do you look at different successes differently depending on how you played?
2: Yeah possibly I don't remember that one with Dahi he was a raw enough midfielder in my recollection (laughs) so (laughs) I think he's bigging himself up um yeah, the, it's 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 a bit of both. I, I think the reality is you don't care. Uh all our finals are not about kind of individual glory. I mean, you you know, you talk any fella that has played really well and and come up short, you know, they trade that performance to to make sure that the cup is coming home. But you know, privately too, you want to you want to go out into big days and do your stuff. Uh not for personal satisfaction, but just to be able to say you contributed in a meaningful way on the big day. Um and I suppose I've I've definitely had a couple of mixed bags in regards to all Ireland's in 02 and 03, 03 in particular, I was absolutely anonymous. All two, you know, again, just I suppose getting little hooks and blocks in and getting a point here. And you know, that that can be significant. And even in all six, I definitely felt, you know, a little bit, I suppose when the dust settled maybe later on in the winter, you kind of, it meant, it brought you back maybe looking for a little bit more because but when you looked at it, you say, well, on a, on a day that every one of us contributed, mm. you know, you know, I think I recall being in full forward for most of that match in 06 and kind of forcing down low cues like into carrying the ball like and that was a big contribution as, as, as our values were at the time. Like it, you know, always you get the ball to the man in the best position or you do a job for the team and, and, and look uh, you're happy to do that. But I suppose I'd lie, be lying if I said you don't like to perform well too. You want to perform on the big days.
0: And did you feel and a pressure then, Eddie, going into 07 where you end up at what, 1-5 and then 08, you score 2-4? Were you, were you feeling a pressure going into the final in, in 07?
2: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think you, you do. And it's not for it's not to, to stick the chest out and think you're the Billy Big Banana or anything like that. You just want to be say that, well, on the biggest day of all, you know, you, you've done your stuff for the team and, and, and you've played a significant role. And I suppose it's it's with experience and hindsight, you can reflect on that and say, well, do you know what? I don't mind not scoring. Um, you know, I suppose I, I look at the, the eleven you know, being able to throw off that ball to Richie Hogan and he get the goal. that That's equally, for me, that was a huge value on something like that. So... It's, it's experience at that time. Yeah, 07, I was I was fierce, fierce driven going into that final. I just said, you know, I suppose I was just didn't care on the day. I said, I don't care what happens here today. I'm just not going to be put on the periphery or, you know, marked over. You just had a, a real steely determination. And I remember even that morning embracing my father before I left him on the bus. And he just felt, you know, really driven more than any other days. But like I said there, when you're in the dressing room afterwards and, and Lee McCarthy goes in there, it all goes out the window in to to, to a to a massive degree. I think it's it's the it's the euphoric release from the group of saying we put in a lot of hard work for this and here's our award and, and you know having a bit of a sing song then afterwards, and uh that's what it's all about, you know, and and I think it goes out the window. But I get Dahi's point, so I think it's 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 a point that maybe you take which over the winter and you bring it forward into the following season yeah
0: and home to langton's for the goujon chips that turned out oh
2: yeah <laughs> nothing better
0: uh jamesy uh, you know from 95 and 97 like i imagine very different experiences in terms of your performance do, do you look back at them then differently
1: yeah i mean i think the the, the camera was on me i think um in 95 i mean i i, I slotted a free in front of the post that that put us whatever too clear and I'd, I said to Dickie Murphy, um, Dickie, what's left? And he said, stoppage time, I think, or injury time. And I was in my own mind, well, what, what does that mean? But I was jogging out. I took a look back and saw Dickie calling for the ball. And sure, anyone that saw my reaction there and then would know what it meant to me. It was just unbelievable. Um, Now, that said, obviously, you know, afterwards, I think I said to Lognan that, look, what I felt I let him down and the team down because, you know, I didn't play well. But again, as, as Eddie said, Nathan, in hindsight, you know, I set up a couple of scores. And I, I just did one of those days where I hit the upright, you know, I... Probably missed chances that I'd normally been expected to score, and 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 there was a, a tinge of disappointment and regret. But again, not that more that you let Brian Lohan and Shawny McMahon and Dalo and Ali Baker, and all these fellows that you mass respect for, that you felt you you'd, you'd let them and the team down. Mm-hmm. Um. But as 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 Eddie said, listen, you know, if you played well and shot the lights out and lost, you know, how would you feel? Sure, look at there's no comparison. You know, you want yeah. to win. That's what it's all about. At the at, at the end of the day, um. Did you change your approach then
0: in '97? Like, where you, you know, you produced one so.
1: of the great performances. Well, I I, I well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, at half time, I had done nothing in the first half. Um, and again, you know, I was sitting in the dressing room at half time, probably asking myself serious questions. Like, I can't believe this has happened again. No, can't get on the ball. Can't get into the game. Um, but certainly the second half, things went a lot better. And I remember, like, man, maybe 10 minutes into the second half, coming on the pitch of me, saying to me, look, do you want to swap wings? And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm getting into it. And, you know, I was thinking clearly. He was thinking clearly. Um and look at yeah, I mean I suppose look you work hard enough and keep working hard, things maybe fall your fall your way um and had a much better second half. So yeah, th- there's there's probably uh, I I look back maybe in ninety-seven um with fonder memories maybe of the All Ireland final than I do ninety five. But in one sense winning the Munster final ninety five, Nathan, was the big thing for us. The, the All Ireland was brilliant, but you know, there was such elation I think and relief at winning Munster and finally breaking through the glass ceiling. Um whereas ninety seven you know, we set out the start of the year with one aim to win the All Ireland full stop. And there was a massive sense of satisfaction, I think, within the group that we that we achieved that aim. You know what I mean? So there was a real I think deep sense of satisfaction amongst everybody in ninety seven after all Ireland because, you know, of of I suppose could maybe ninety six been disappointed and and, and and what it meant in terms of, you know, that we weren't just a, a flash in the pan and, you know, one hit wonders or whatever way you want to put it. So um yeah, ninety seven, obviously happy that things went better. But two thousand and two against Kirkenny and Eddie didn't go particularly well. I mean, I was struggling for form all year. And and like that as Eddie I think maybe alluded to, like, you know, I felt I was we're well, not playing well, you're letting, as I said, your teammates um and the management kinda of down and it's it's as much, you know, that as Anthony Else I think that's the overriding emotion that that, that that I had. And um, you know, I I, I didn't play particularly well in the two thousand and two final and all I remember about that game, one of the things I remember was I, I think Giddy maybe was starting on the freeze and maybe missed maybe one early on and I ended up taking o- taking them over and feeling real pressure on every one of them because um you know Kilkenny were ahead and we were struggling maybe to stay in their coattails. Um and that was that was probably greater pressure than I than I'd ever felt maybe over dead balls um than I had in my you know, my, my career prior to that. But um yeah, it's a day that can pass you by very, very quickly, Nathan. And like Eddie'd know this in in an final, like as well, you're a marked man, you know the stakes are higher defences are steeper, there seems to be less space less time in the ball um, and it can go that, that time can go very very quickly in the game can very easily pass you by
0: sure uh- Uh, Being from Mayo, uh, Eddie, I'm well used to the madness around an All-Ireland Final (laughs) and the hype and the rumours and all of that. Uh, This week has been a little bit crazy down in Limerick in particular. Obviously, the news about Keane Lynch, it looks almost certain that he's going to miss the game, uh, injuring his ankle in training. There's photos, no one's sure if it's from yesterday, if it's from two weeks ago, if it's from six months ago. But all the speculation is that Keane Lynch is going to miss out. There's rumours there around Aaron Galan and Barry Nash. In terms of Lynch, how big a loss would he be or... Is it somewhat tempered by the fact that he hasn't been there for a lot of the season already?
2: Yeah, well, I thought just looking at his impact, even the last day against Galway, you know, he chased the Galway player up under the Hogan stand, and to me, he doesn't look right. And you'd say, in fairness to the man, he'd done a right job in his hamstring and had to be helped down the tunnel in, in Limerick that day. It's very, very difficult nowadays. It's one thing, kind of strain in the hamstring, but if you do a good job in a hamstring, you know. We used to remember years ago, you'd look at you'd hear about soccer players doing their hamstrings, and they're like, Oh, they're gone for six to eight weeks. And we're like, What should like DJ be back after two weeks after pulling his hamstring? You know, so you kind of wonder what's going on here. But when you look at it now and and the science that's there, if you do a hamstring and with the way the game has gone now, you have to be able to be up and down and cover so much ground. The reality is, a couple of internal matches, no matter how good they are, it's still a different step up. And to go in then, when the match is in the melting pot with 10 or 15 minutes to go. And again, I often question even the amount of warming up you do. You warm up for five minutes and you're expected to go in and catch up with lads that are flat out for the, the previous, you know, 45, 50 minutes. But yeah, look, on the Keane Lynch thing, I suppose I, I experienced this guy with a hamstring injury in 2017 at 21 at Ireland. And he still, his very presence on the pitch caused enough of trouble. He set up a few scores. And if you think of it this way, like imagine if Keen Lynch is just mooching around the half-forward, like midfields, doesn't he still take someone to stick with him? Mm. You know, even if he's not making those runs because you go, oh, he's injured. Okay, he can't run. But the boys throw the ball to him in space on his own. He'll fire it over the bar. So there's, there's, there's kind of that element. But obviously... But you, look, you've I'm,
0: seen the other side, though, I guess, in 2010 with Henry.
2: Yeah, well, th- that's the thing. It can, it can go for you. Look, this is the gamble that a manager will take. he he'd probably come down to gut instinct and look at it and say how important you've been. But like you said there, Nate, I think it's an important point. You know, Kyle O'Neill has been in there. And I think Kyle O'Neill, for a, for a guy as young as he is, 20 years of age, I think he has done really, really well. I think occasions haven't got to him. I, f- I find he continues to take his shots, even though, you know, he, m- he mightn't have be converting the scores. But I like to see that in a young guy, that he's still willing to take it on. And I think his appetite for work is what has made him been able to go in there and do, not a like for like, obviously, as Keen Lynch were talking about a huge set of boots to fill, but he is still very effective. And it's more the system that, that Limerick play. I think it's sitting into that system and, and, and playing that for the team. So in some regards, yeah, having Keane Lynch on the pitch, because I thought the last day, like I said, he didn't look right. But his, his presence on the pitch did unsettle Galway. It, it maybe spooked him a little bit in that. They couldn't leave him loose. They weren't sure what he was doing. And he started moving around. He got a block on one of the Galway guys and he set up another point. So that's a contribution for a fellow that's not fully fit. But look, time will tell. Um, I think sometimes from the experience with the Henry episode, it was such a circus around that. It just it seeped into the team. And I think in all-Ireland final days, from my experience anyway, you need a very, very clean run in. You need things to be just nice and smooth, no injuries, just you hit your markers in terms of your routine. And you, you you wheel into it and, and you get all your prep right. And Eddie, Whereas, when you
0: mean seeped in, because listen, it's a very different scenario because uh, you know Henry's in- injury was from a, a long way out. Yeah. Was it that you weren't able to have your A V B, B games in the right way because you didn't know whether he was going to be in that A team? Where, like, how how does it actually seep in? How does it affect those final few days well, of preparation? It was just
2: it was everywhere. The questions was everywhere. Like, I mean, and again, I'm I'm not you know blaming anyone for it. It just there was there was obviously the, the, the five and a row thing is going on in the background and this just adds to the circus a little bit and, and I remember the 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 gallery nice, that you know there was maybe five six thousand people arriving at training to see this and the wonder was would he be right would he would he not be right and I remember the <laughs> the bit of a joke at the time was that uh, as Henry was walking out onto the pitch um Canis Hickey ran out past him and the crowd went mental and we were all kind of saying or Canis was saying Geez, did you see the reaction I got when they got onto the pitch and uh, you know I said that the crowd were applauding him onto the pitch but yeah the likes of that it, it just the questions are everywhere and, and it's very hard to shut down and it's like I put myself into the other Limerick players you know it, it, and I'm talking hypothetically the question is at home maybe it could be your friend in work in, you know it, it's present everywhere and this is the thing for the Limerick lads I think they've 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 handled things really, really well. And and they've, they have the experience of being there in three of the last four. So that's a good thing for them. But when you're two weeks out from an Ireland final, you just need to shut out the outside noise a little bit. And while a lot of it is very well intended and well meant, you have to be able to kind of shut it down and stay focused on what you're about. Because I can speak from experience that in all four, I definitely got carried away. And took my eye off the ball and it paid the price ultimately in the final where you were absolutely septic. So it goes back to that line of being able to control the controllables and mm. you look after what's under your control and just stay focused on what you're doing and keep your, just keep your, keep your routine. If your routine is to go and sit down and have coffee with people and chat away and you're happy doing that, then that's what you do. But you certainly don't, uh, you know, start breaking your routines or, oh God, you see someone coming and you start panicking. You know, it, it can't be that way, I think. If you have a little routine of what you always do, and you just trust that, and, and you go with that, and you try not to get too uptight about it,
0: James, you've got plenty of sources in Limerick, I'm sure. What are you hearing?
1: Yeah, sure, hearing that he he, he went over in the ankle or something in training last weekend, and um, you know he's he's apparently out, but who knows? Um, I mean, again, you know, clearly it's a setback, and clearly it's another headache that John Kyle could have uh, could have done without. But listen, they've. I thought they'd really miss him, Nathan. And yet, you know, they haven't to be honest, they haven't really in, in terms of how they play. I mean, the machine just rumbles on and mm. okay, clearly they're a better team with him on the side and you could certainly make the case that Hagerty and Morrissey play better when he's when he's alongside them in that half forward line. Maybe it's because he, you know, he takes watching as Eddie as Eddie said. But um, you know, I think they'll use it in a positive way. If he's out, he's out. Um, they just don't have him and they've got to get on with it. And you know they're as eddie said they're an experienced team i mean this is a team that won you know the, the the final two years ago by 11 points they annihilated cork by 16 points in last year's final they've produced their best performance of the year in the Ed Ireland finals um you know so it's not like they're going in inexperienced or you know with with you know no knowledge about a deal with the day or the occasion or, or any of that stuff so you know they're pretty hard-nosed and very very well organized. And I'd imagine again that you know Kylie and Kenrick and that backroom team will, you know, will make sure that look at the minds are where they need to be. And if if Keenich isn't available, he's not available. It's next man up. And they've, they've they've done that all year. And the bench has shown. Do you know what yes. I mean? That they're capable of coming on and and, and making an impact. And you know you have Kyle O'Neill. You know Peter Casey obviously is back, which gives him maybe another option there. And um, David Reedy has shown what he can do coming off the coming off the bench. Um, and Kyle Hayes. I mean, you know Kyle was center forward in in you know, in, in twenty eighteen and was starting to oh, roll well, like the Kyle Hayes of old, you know, in the in the in the semi final, um, against Galway. I mean he was watching it back now again during the week, he was a lot better than I thought he was, you know, got on an amount of ball. And, you know, if he's running at Richie Reid um with intent and pace and purpose on, on, on Sunday, you know, that's that's not going to be good for Kilkenny. And and he's a big game player. Hayes has been really good in the big games, you know, man the match in the twenty eighteen final you know, really good in the last two games. So, yeah, it's not like that they don't have other options or they can't rejig it. But I feel, and I don't know what Eddie's opinion on it is, that arguably the balance of this team is better with, with Hayes, you know, at wing back, Dan Morrissey maybe at full back, um, you know, given maybe the aerial threat that, that, Kilkenny, that Kilkenny have, and with Keen Lynch as centre forward. But, you know, it's 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 a nice option to have. Mike Casey hasn't done a whole lot wrong at full back. Um, and if Keane Lynch is out well then, they'll roll with, with what they've done for, for most of the rest of the championship I'd imagine
0: Eddie uh, I was listening to the hurling pod with uh, Paul Murphy and James Skell and it was really interesting they were going through the various different matchups and Paul was making the point that when Cody's sitting down and he's putting together the matchups it's you know obviously based on tactics and ability but also he Puts a big stock in personality. Actually, is there somebody in that Limerick side personality wise you can put someone on that will unsettle them a little bit? When you look at the matchups, is there anybody in that Limerick team that you think can be got at? That there's a Kilkenny player that can they just do something different to upset Limerick's rhythm?
2: Yeah, I suppose if, if 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 it was me in that situation, you're looking at trying to put like for like and see you know who who's a good fit for somebody, and I would have felt look. Mikey Carey is a good fit, maybe for Hegarty. But um, if you know, when I think of it now, like Paddy Deegan is a real abrasive guy. Uh, he's he's bold in, a, in 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 the way I like it. Allowed to be kind of you know he's he's not afraid to mix it up. And I think if you were saying you know is Deegan maybe someone that could get at Hegarty a bit and, and and rattle him a little bit. I mean you're talking about a guy who was a hurler of the year and all-stars and has done it on the biggest days consistently over the last few years. And I suppose my concern is that both of them guys that we talked to Morrissey and Hegarty have had, you know, poor days by their standards in the semifinal. So that kind of, you know, has you going, well, God, it's unlikely both of them are going to have a quiet day again. And they are really, really pivotal to Limerick that when Limerick are going well, they're the two guys, you know, I think Morrissey for me is a guy that if there was a transfer market in the morning, you know, wouldn't you love a guy like him? Because he just goes about his business in a very, very quiet way. And he is just so valuable to a team with hooks, blocks, and then he he's able to see a pass, but he also chips in with a couple of points. But if you look at even the contribution that they're making, like I mean, that that Limerick um will say half half forward line, you know, they're they're accounting for I think well Hold on now. I'm trying to get a, a look at a, a statistic here. There's a phenomenal amount of scores. 23% of their scores are coming from that half forward line. So that's 136. Now, I'd argue it might well be back a fraction of what it normally is. And maybe that's down to skewed a little bit by the semi final. So, you know, Hegarty was a 2 3, 2 2 last year in the first half. So um, for me, I, I think Digo could just, you know, get at him a little bit because I think we've seen maybe Garraud has been a fraction, you know, distracted at times this year. Um, so maybe something like that could be something that might uh, even, we'll say, break even. That's all you need to do or nullify his influence. But, uh, you know, the last day you look at what Finton done, he followed Hegarty everywhere and he snuffed him out.
0: Jamesy, what do you think in terms of the matchups and if Cody is to pull some sort of a wild card?
1: Well I think just to go back to the, the wing forwards, I think Nathan, I think teams have, have learnt, you know, like that whatever else you can't allow Hagerty and, and Morrissey to run amok and give them the freedom of Croke Bart the way teams, you know, did in the past. And I mean, you know, between them twelve points from play in the twenty twenty final, Hagerty got seven, Morrissey five, and they got two five from play between them in, in last year's final. And that's that's a savage contribution. And even I think this year, you know, the teams that have had success have decided to man mark them. That if that means then that your your full back line is is has lots of daylight and and grass between, you know, in front of it. Well, they're going to have to cope and they're going to have to survive. But um in that sense, then you're maybe picking your poison because you know they're able to get that ball then maybe into into, into Gillan or into Flanagan inside with, with with more room for them to manoeuvre. And you know they've been the guys the guys that are doing it. So I, I'd imagine certainly that there's no way Cody would allow those guys not to be marked or tracked. And I think that the wing backs will will, will go with them. Um, I think Declan Hannan at centre back. I mean, he wants to sit. Um, to me, you know, I I see TJ centre forward. Um, right. And you know, Will, Will O'Donoghue, Darrow Donovan, you know, the wing forwards be able to to, to shut down TJ. I mean, if TJ gets the ball in his hand and gets a fraction of time or space. It's you're marking it. You're marking it down. So that's an area where I think John Kiley and and the lyric management would have spent a good bit of time discussing. You know, how do we how do we make sure that. You know, we, we limit TJ's impact because that's the one thing in the two games that Kilkenny have lost he, he's either been curbed or he's he's a negligible impact I mean he was, clearly wasn't right in salt and Saul Taylor was gone at half time you know wasn't was nowhere close to 100% fit but in the Leinster or the, the the match against Wexford in the Leinster Championship um, you know he did brilliantly set up Mosley Cohen for the goal in the first half but other than that Matt O'Hanen again as he's, as he's done nemesis, a few times yeah. over the years has has attached himself to him and pulled and dragged him and, and, and negated probably the impact that TJ has so for me, it was it was hugely important against um, against Clare. I mean, he ran the show in the first half. Um, I suppose that's you know, the so, trick,
2: uh, Jamesy. Sorry, is is yeah. what do Limerick do? Like because the last day, you know, TJ went in and started thirteen, and after about ten or twelve minutes, he moved out. And Limerick don't like to mix and match. We'll say their their set play, you know, the, how they set up. So like, you know, are they going to detail someone to follow TJ wherever he goes? Because I think. Hannan is equally uh happy to to go out the field a little bit because Hannon can hurt you. If Hannon goes into midfield and I've seen him doing in a couple of matches, and he picks up a ball, he'll clip one over from midfield, no problem. And I think Limerick are not afraid to let Hannon kind of go up into midfield because Nash and, and the guys at the back mind the house so well. But I think that's the big thing. Limerick don't deviate from their game plan. So if TJ starts moving around a little bit and he does start picking up ball and, and like that Mullin axis as well, Mullin is everywhere again Limerick don't like to man mark so that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out because Adrian Mullen plays everywhere um and and that's going to be very very interesting what happens there
1: yeah and, and that's and, and Limerick like like Eddie everyone knows the way, the way Limerick are going to play you know what they're going to do and yet everybody by is powerless to, to 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 stop it so yeah, I, yeah. I, again I don't see them I don't see them deviating from what they do they just do it so well and it's so ingrained now and so finely tuned but uh you're you're dealing with you know, an exceptional, a special player in TJ. And yeah. certainly, you know, it's a bit like DJ in the past, Eddie. If DJ is going well or if DJ got an early goal, you know, you felt the Kenny fellas around yeah, yeah. were a foot taller. And it's a bit like TJ there. And, you know, obviously, he is he's extra motivation given Richie's captain. Um, oh, you know, yeah. There's nothing more. But he brings, he, like, he the, brings the, all the, the other link, players. Other steps, you know?
2: Yeah, well, he brings everyone else into it. When TJ is going, he's able to make things happen. And I think, you know, he he he, he is the, the kind of the, the driving force there because he's not just clipping over freeze or he's not doing the loose stuff. You know, he's winning clean puck outs and he's he's dispossessing defenders, which is just your absolute gold standard forward nowadays. He has to be able to do that. Yeah, 100%. James, when you
0: say teams haven't figured out how to stop them yet, results-wise, obviously, they're still winning their games, but the Munster final was an incredibly tight game. You know, the semi-final for Limerick uh, went right to the wire as well. Is that Limerick not quite been at the level they were last year, or is that actually teams tactically figuring out what this Limerick side are all about
1: now? I think it's a combination of both, Nathan. Um, I think clearly, like, you know, without Lynch and curbing the impact of, of Hagerty and Morrissey, I think that certainly has... Has gone a long way towards, you know, maybe closing closing that gap. And I think t- other t- look at other teams have have improved. They've got stronger. They've got fitter. Um, and I think maybe Limerick as well. Maybe maybe are back a little bit on where they, you know, where they, on, on where they were. But I mean, the other side of it is Nathan. Like they're they the champions. They're the team that everybody gets up for. Everybody is throwing the kitchen sink at them. And yet you still have to admire that they haven't blinked. Yeah. You know, when the pressure has been when the pressure's been on and they have been to the wire and still found a way to get it uh, to get to get it done. And Clare expended so much energy emotionally, physically in that monster final that, you know, they 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 didn't recover from it. And Galway obviously, you know, did so many things right in terms of, you know, okay, down at halftime, but got the first score after halftime, got the goal, got ahead, were there with five minutes ago. all the things you, you, you know, you'd have said before in the golf, I needed to do even at half time, they did. And yet, you know, Limerick found a way to, 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 to get it done. So there's massive belief, I think, in the system, in the players, in themselves, and in the management and trust in the management that look, if they stick to the process and, and keep doing what they're doing, you know, it'll get the job done. And that was noticeable in terms of the subs when they come on at the end. There was nobody deviating from the game plan. Nobody taking on a wild shot or a low percentage play. It was... And that's Carl O'Neill and it's Reedy and it's Connor Boylan, they're all just fitting in almost seamlessly and it's that composure, that nerve then, you know, when, when it's right down to the wire, the fellas will do the right thing and take the right option and that was so evident in that that last, I suppose, you know, 10 minutes of Galway when the game was really there for both sides to win and, and Limerick were the ones that kicked on and did it.
2: Eddie, what's your prediction? I should look. I, I predict Kilkenny are gonna win it. <laughs> that's, Why? That's the heart and that's the heart. Ah, look, I, I, I think they're they're in the good a place as they've ever been. I think what has happened this year maybe that has helped them a little bit and, and again, look I make no bones about it. Uh coming into the Clare match, there was a lot of question marks over Kilkenny. Um and they produced a performance that for me probably was somewhat exaggerated by how poor Claire were. But at the same time, kenny were were quite impressive and i said that you know brain cody got four weeks to prepare them for that match that's what he likes it's the ideal prep i think uh it's just a case of polishing that up a little bit more get really focused in now on your task what you're going to do who you're taking what you're about um i think they're in a good place i think if they get presented with the chances or to create the opportunities i think definitely we have you know, guys that will convert those chances. I think if you look at the last day, you know, Galway will possibly be kicking themselves. And yeah, Limerick put pressure on the shooter as well. That's what they do so well. They force you to take that, you know, shoot off your back foot or going away from goal or whatever it is. So, um, but I think, you know, what has happened this year with Kenny is, you know, two guys have, have added, they've filled in a spot maybe that was, you know, Mikey Butler has done, a, has had an, a year of years. And I think he and Kenny has, has found his, you know, his, his mojo as well at this level, you know, both in their first years. So maybe they were the last two pieces in the puzzle because a lot of this, the, the rest of the team have been there the last couple of years. And it was just a case of maybe finding two guys then that can hold their own, go toe to toe under individual positions and balance, you know, the the strength of the team a little bit more. But, you know, I think they're in a good place to take it on. They're going to have to perform like never before. They're going to have to produce the performance of a lifetime, and again at the start of this year, my big question over Limerick, and I mean this in the height of respect for them, is how driven are they again this year? And like James, he said, there they keep answering the questions; they just won't go away despite the losses they've had with personnel. But I just think that if heart and hunger is to be a driving force, well, if this Kilkenny team doesn't have the edge there, you know, they'll they'll never have the edge. I mean, they've they've had a couple of tough years, and. You know if, if ever there's a team that wants an all Ireland, it's this crew, and equally, then it's just a case of when the, the two bulls meet and who's willing to go that extra yard, you know. And that's what it'll come down to, it could come down to the hop of a ball. But I'm obviously, as a Kilkenny man, there's only one thing I hope is going to happen on Sunday, and that's you know, Lee McCarthy comes back to the north side.
0: I expect nothing less from you, Eddie. Uh,
1: Jamesy, <laughs> the neutral, yeah. Well, the, the, the closer it gets to the game, um, Nathan, the more you are saying that, listen, Kilkenny have a, you know, they're right there because I, I don't think, and I was I was wondering that maybe they got enough credit for the Leicester final performance. Um, you know, the game was so poor as a spectacle. Like, we maybe ignored the fact that, listen, Kilkenny just kind of disarmed Galway for the most part and, you know, were really efficient and, you know, got so many things right and and, and, and got the job done. And that is that I don't think they got the credit they deserve for that. Now, the other side of it is, I mean, the semi-final, I felt that coming in, that there was no question that Kilkenny would perform, but I just thought Clare would too. And, you know, Clare was so poor, I think you can read maybe too much into that game. And and, and maybe that's maybe given a slightly false read as well on where Kilkenny, where Kilkenny are at. But, you know, you look right throughout the team. I mean, they tick so many boxes. They've got, you know, top-class goalkeeper, you know, the guy who's been at the top of his game for so many years, Hugh Lawler, has been excellent at full-back. The, the, the defence has, you know, functioned well. You know, the cornerbacks are good. Aggressive attack the ball... They've got marquee forwards, Mullen is playing well, you know, they've got guys off the bench that can make a difference. Walter gives you something different if he doesn't start. Um But I you know, I, I just think that and, and and obviously they're savagely hungry. I mean, Cody, I would say, never wanted an Ireland more than this one in terms of you know, giving the two fingers to anybody that might have been in calling for his head, either inside or outside, Kilkenny, um, and all the Henry stuff that was there throughout the year. And I think for him, I'd imagine he's driven that group mad training to get to get to get one more. So they'll be savagely hungry and savagely aggressive and bringing all the things that Kilkenny, you know, you expect them to bring as they did in 2019. But for me, you know, I think Limerick are the champions and they're champions for a reason. And like there's so much resolve in that team, at least we've seen we've seen so often this year that I still think that this is a crowd that have produced their biggest performance on the biggest days in the past. And I think they'll come out with, again, real intent and real determination, again, just to, to tick that one box that maybe remains. And that's beating Kilkenny in a big game in croke And I still think they have a bit more um, on the field. I think Kilkenny might have one or two chinks that maybe they can they can go after and expose. And I think, as I said, if if Kyle Hayes in particular has a big game and Galan and Morrissey and Hegarty, if they turn up, I think Limerick will get the job done. All right. It's a hopefully it won't go to penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll be able. Replay that. after
0: extra time. It's fine, oh, Eddie. No. Don't panic just yet.
1: We're looking. We're looking. But Eddie, I mean, in fairness, it, it like and I know Claire would love to be there, but for, there's a lot of neutrals that are saying, "Listen, this is the game we want." Um, in terms of. You know, as you said, two bulls meeting, and the, the, the unstoppable force is about to meet the immovable object, and uh, yeah. something and someone has to give. And what a spectacle it looks! It looks forward to me.
2: Yeah, it has all the ingredients. So hopefully, we'll get. I, I don't think we might get a classic in terms of displays of skill and scoring and all that. But I think we're going to get a real, real mad arm wrestle. I think it's going to be real, real tough. Uh, Jamesy, a special day for you as well, I presume. Twenty five years on, are you out in the pitch beforehand. Hey.
1: We 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 are yeah we we missed out obviously on in, in 2020 due yeah. to due to COVID mate. and um so yeah so we're we're they're combined 95 97 so the, right. the, yeah we're we're
2: Brilliant. we're
1: done for the weekend we live a, we're really looking forward now to meeting the lads on on Saturday and we're staying Saturday night Sunday night and, uh-huh. and so we get to she's taking easy Saturday night now Jamesy On Sunday ah yeah we will yeah no fear no fear working Sunday I, anyway so I think
2: I think, um, think Daniel's training the last six weeks first. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, no better man. No better uh, man. Uh, uh, listen, I'd say you get a huge
0: reception. Uh, probably one of the, if not the most popular All Ireland winners of the last uh, quarter. Would, would, century. Would, have been, would, have
1: been, would have been the yeah. perfect scenario if Clare were there, Nathan. That, Absolutely. The if was not to be.
0: Absolutely. Eddie, we'd we'll be sick aside the of you out in Crow Park in a few years. <laughs> They'll have to come up with something new,
2: I think, by then. <laughs> no, cheese, yeah. Up. Not we'll, too far uh, away. We we'll, we'll, we'll have a bit to wait yet. But no, I, I just echo that. I think. Definitely that Clare team, hugely popular team through the 90s, along with Wexford and Offaly, it was, it was a great time for Ireland. And I was a young lad of 15, 16, 17, watching those Clare teams and, and Offaly and Wexford, and they were just great times. But yeah, look, I think it's uh, it's 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 one team that I think we were looking at two years ago and saying it was fierce disappointment that they weren't going to get the acknowledgement. So it's good to see that happen.
0: Yeah, James, enjoy the weekend. You too,
2: Eddie. All Cheers the best, lads. Have a good one. Cheers, Eddie.